1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fees, 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See uh, From the uh, the text line, USA should sign Mbappe in free agency this summer. I, I would agree. agree. I agree. I would agree. Yeah. It'd, be great, it'd be great. It'd be great. Does that, he have any ties to dude, America? I don't think so. That dude is awesome. He is really, really, really good. Yeah. So they had two of the top players in the in the world on display yesterday. It was uh, massive, and then and they well, all raised the level of their game oh, yeah. too. Which I mean, you well, could so see you could that have a, you could sometimes have a championship game where those guy that the 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 man, you know, Walter Payton didn't have a touchdown in that bear, you know, right? Whatever uh, you could say, uh, it go, bro. You could say uh, you know, LeBron didn't star, and one of the Kyrie was was right. a, I think a, a series MVP one time, right? And one of the like. You can have your star not be the star. That game had the, the two stars. The stars were the stars. Were the stars. <laughs> yeah. So that that's what and made that it And awesome
0: like. Like, t- take out the fact, I don't like soccer. Right? We're fine. I get it. I'm not a huge sports. soccer fan myself. Sport. sport. It was Just amazing. Just look at it from a term of sport. Amazing. What a great sporting event yeah. yesterday. Yeah. The, the, the two best teams in the world, allegedly, the two star players in the world, and everybody elevated their game. Even if you don't like the sport, if you were watching that thing yesterday, you're like, this is why I like sports sports because it gave you everything that you wanted which brings me again to the, the, the point I'll be labored till the day I'm dead. We need to reduce the number of meaningless games, especially in baseball. And there has been some talk that they may go back to, you know, 154, and that's still not enough to eliminate. If baseball really, truly wants to do something to improve its game, we need half of seasons, first-half winners, second-half winners. Let everybody back in in the second half. If you're going to continue to have 154 or 162 games in the sport of baseball, every single year you need to make the second half of the season matter for those who were eliminated already in the first half because what we saw yesterday was a game that mattered everybody raised the level of play players will play harder when something is on the line and games matter Tuesdays in May don't matter you need more meaningful games and that's why I think splitting the season in half for Major League Baseball having first half winners and second half winners is exactly what you need to do to rejuvenate your sport after the first half of the season when so many teams are eliminated give them a second chance and and yesterday in that World Cup game watching those stars play and, they, and, and, and everybody raised their level of play yesterday to yeah. win that game yeah. I want that I don't want to see a roll ground out the second base and a guy scratches his ass down the first and is thrown out before he reaches the you know the, <laughs> that line that tells
1: you whether or not you're in Fair yeah.
0: territory or not.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen a number yet, but I bet there, I bet that Fox number is
0: huge. Mm-hmm.
1: And then I, like a side note, I was reading for France. Um
0: I sounds like you had a bad day yesterday. France lost and and the commandos lost. and <laughs> yeah, the commandos lost. And the Chiefs played in overtime. And it was, <laughs> yeah. it
2: was hairy.
1: <laughs> So I was reading I was reading for France, and uh it just so happened uh my parents took our, our daughter and her cousin to Paris for Christmas.
0: Lottie freaking. Lottie I know, you. like one of those Okay, okay. One I, got, of those. I got Oral B toothbrush. Heads. I don't think, I was I don't, very excited. I don't about think Dad. <laughs> I don't think Dad's listening. Uh, I, can't, I I can't even get the alpaca socks that I want. I don't think
1: Dad's listening on the Odyssey app this morning. But basically, they're they're to the phase of their lives, Bob, where they're like, we better do this before we're gone. You know right. that that whole thing. Wait, wait, then, wait, wait,
0: wait. Slow down a second. They took your daughter. Yeah. What about your son? They're twins. Well, they they didn't take any of the boys. They took the two <laughs> girls. They took the two granddaughters. They're deer. gonna do something
1: else with the boys. They're, look, sixteen. year What are they son, gonna do with the boys? Sixteen-year-olds that could give two bleeps about going to the Louvre. Okay, like yeah, the, but they were gonna go look at art and stuff. They, I, he, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have fit us. So they, they took the, they took the girls.
0: To which I will ask you, what would you want to do in France as a sixteen-year-old boy? Not a lot, probably. Look for sixteen-year-old girls, uh, yeah, right? I, guess. Yeah, I mean, like, like what? What are or you going to do? Uh, a loogie
1: off the top of the Eiffel Tower or yeah. something? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you know, that's whatever. True. Whatever. Yeah. Um. So wear wear a beret. Th- so they they took the girls and they happened to arrive yesterday, and so I was just texting with my daughter and saying, if France wins, I want all the vi- I want you to, I want the videos of the nut, the yeah, chaos, right? And and so they they got there and the game was just starting and and they were driving past. The place. She's like, yeah, every place is just packed. Like it's just packed with people. You can just tell there's anticipation everywhere. And so they went back, and the the place they were staying, and and it was. She just said it was it was loud when they scored. You know, you could you could hear the city be loud when they scored. I'm like, this is really cool. I'm mean, like, this is kind of a neat experience. And then she's our superstitious one. How superstitious? She's, she's like you that feels like she can control the outcome of things. Of course, yeah. And, she's and, 16. And, I'm 45. There's a big difference like, here. If the Chiefs are doing well and she's out of the room, she'll stay out of the room. She's done this with Iowa for years. We're watching an Iowa game, things don't mm-hmm. go well. She will leave. And if she comes back and it goes bad, she's just the superstitious kid. Yeah. She's just, so she literally texts and she says, Well, when I went to the bathroom, France scored twice. Should I go back to the bathroom? Well, yeah, and I said, well, yes, what are you, Danny Duffy. I said, well, yes, that's your thing. You got to do this, and yeah. so she's like, okay, and then she texts me again. She goes, update. I've actually been banished to the bathroom, <laughs> and I'm like, for how long? She's like, until it's over. <laughs> so she sat in the bathroom for the rest of the apparently, game. Yeah, <laughs> so apparently, yeah. This is that's, what your grandparents are doing. Parents are doing that's to the her, kids. That's her thing. She's too superstitious to watch. She just. She just she spent the I guess the overtime in the bathroom. But <laughs> it's not even her team really. She had vested interest.
0: All right. She's there. I am going to tell you Dad May had to bet on the BetMGM at. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, you had a vested interest in whatever. that. Whatever. Let's see. I will tell you what, man. I love I love when when Yes, two I, people from the text line are saying find the naked ladies dancing. Yes, yes. Absolutely these, we'll get to that.
1: These superstitious I'm not don't feel like I'm very superstitious, but I but I do appreciate there's someone in my family that is that will take it take the heat of it. Mm. Like she will be the one won't look at the you know field goals or whatever. She's she's that kid. Yeah and. Uh, and I appreciate it because it's not, it's not me, but I appreciate the help.
0: Well, it's good. I, I enjoy that a lot because it's a, it, it's a cut from from my yeah, heart. You're, yeah, you're I, like, I, you think I get you, it.
1: You think you can control outcome of games whether or not you're watching right. or not. She's exactly that. You, you,
0: Sometimes she can control it better when she's not watching. And Carl Cheffers believes that as well.
1: <laughs> Carl <laughs> Cheffers is right.
0: right. He can't he, control he can't, the outcome, outcome of games. I mean, we've seen Carl Cheffers do that. But I, there's nothing cooler than being in in, in, in an international city when they're country's national team is playing some sort of sport and to kind of piggyback off of of your daughter having that experience in France I was in Italy in 06 when they won the World Cup I'll never forget that it was one of the greatest experiences nuts you can't ever
1: seen you can't even imagine what it would be it would be it's like a Super Bowl city or World Series city but the whole country
0: yeah I mean, we like were we literally were, on a bus in Rome. The, the guy has the game on the radio. The game ends, Italy wins. He just stops the bus, gets out, and leaves. And we're, the whole bus is full. People are shaking the bus. And I mean, it was—it was the guy just left his bus. I like never. Seen, I mean, I don't think in America
1: we can understand this, right? Yeah. I mean, I hope there's a day where where the United States is in that I, position. I do too, man. This, I do too. This
0: country would erupt, go crazy
1: because now it'll be like pockets. Yeah. And, we, and and I don't remember it being like the the hockey team. I don't remember if that got close to anything. You're
0: talking about 1980?
1: Yeah, The game right? wasn't even on
2: live. Right.
1: You, you, you have vast memories of it. Yeah. I, I swear I watched it. Couldn't have. It wasn't I on.
0: I was three. My I, dad I, said I, he listened to it on the radio yeah. at work and then everybody went home and watched everybody
1: it. Everybody had revisionist history about yeah. how they consumed that game. But if we could ever get something like that where it meant the entire country was going and then you win it and then watch the entire country go berserk, I think that would be so awesome. It would
0: be awesome. I, I, like, I'm telling you, like, we we didn't go there on purpose. We just happened to be there, and Italy won the World Cup, right? It was a trip I took with my parents back in 06. It's the three of us. We had a great time. They, they'd still be there if I didn't go with them because I couldn't figure anything out. But it was great. Um, maybe I should have left them. No, I can't. Um, but they... Um, and I like it's, oh, it's no, one there's those... a
1: genuine fear that the two girls come back and the grandparents are missing. So, yeah, 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 we're, yeah, we're yeah, already, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know who's watching who on this trip and it makes me a little nervous, but whatever. Got you. Okay. Yeah. So, so
0: you've been there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, I, I think it was so special. It was so awesome. I mean, like I had the opportunity the year before again, happenstance, like we were in France and my parents wanted to go to, I, I did two years with them where I went to Europe with them, just the three of us, a nice vacation. Right. And. We went to France and we're in Paris on, on on the last day of the Tour de France, where Lance Armstrong is winning his final Tour de France. And I'm like, "What's going on here? Like, it's the Tour de France." My are like, Well, we got to go look at this, you know, this cement that's been chiseled back in the 13th. There's a bike like, race going on here. Yeah, no big deal. Right. Oh yeah, big deal. Oh, it's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, w- it was Lance Armstrong. <laughs> I got to see Lance Armstrong, right? It was. It was just really, ran into Lance. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And my parents are like, well, we're going to go see the <laughs> If you watch the video, and, and I'm like, what? Lance is
1: cruising down there and then has to weave away because FESCO wandered in the street. Yeah. And he had to swerve around
0: him to get to the finish line. Right.
1: I, I remember that video. It was completely. good. Yeah.
0: And so they went and looked at some more art. And I understand the art thing as a 16 year old kid. I would not be, event- but I was done with art at that point. Like I'm just going to stay here and watch this bike race. And I got to see that, and that was really, really freaking cool as well. Andy doesn't do this a lot, and no, I'm not talking about the officials.
1: He did speak veiled references to the to the calls of yesterday, uh-huh. but he's outright campaigning for his guy. We'll get to that next.
2: You're listening to the home of what we learned with Billy Coons. Legend Ball. he's an expert on the city of St. Louis, but he says the people are rude and hateful and they suck. Hey!
3: Fridays at 9:50 on FESCO in the morning. Brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, your home for car audio since 1967. On 610 Sports Radio. Tune In is the audio
0: platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions
2: in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports.
0: Clock at four.
2: Doncic. The step back. Three. You bet. Music. You said my words. console the
0: man that was great
1: Uh, andres cantor who you've probably known for years for his goal he does all the big games obviously but he is uh argentinian yep and kind of lost it he did which was great (laughs) it got got him like he's called all these international games like you said you've heard his goal he does a long goal you've heard him for years and years and years on on the uh the the big matches right yeah. and this was his ma- you know like it was, was his match yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah it <laughs> was Argentina. I mean, that's awesome he was like just losing oh it. I, I think it's fantastic it. i i abs-
0: i absolutely love it and you know there there's a big part of me that looks at that and go man i i wish we had that in the united states but we do and it's just individualized with cities you know like mitch calling the championship with the when the chiefs won it was awesome you know ryan getting the final out of the world series you know when the royals won it like the those are moments that they're for us. We just, it's never, I don't think it's ever going to be like that where we just have that national team, you know, maybe not in our lifetime, Josh, maybe in somebody else's lifetime. But I I just think we're never going to have that moment where we get that national pride, like every single other country seemingly has. And you, and you witness it and you're like, damn, that is awesome. And and from the text line, I was in Belgium in 2018 during the world cup, when they played France in the semifinals, every town had giant TV screens and watch parties. It was amazing. Even though Belgium lost, I'm like, that's exactly how it was in Italy. You watch, down the street and you never missed the game. It was almost like when you heard stories of 1950s Dodger games and people were running like, you know, down the street, looking at the TV screens and listening to radios and every storefront house had the radio on, right? Like that's the way it was in Italy for the World Cup. I, I just can't imagine anything like that happening here in the United States. And maybe it will someday, but I mean, we just have to live with the fact that we are just localized sports here. It's never going to be a national thing yeah, for give us. Me tough.
1: Give me tough. Come on, U.S. soccer. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, Patrick Mahomes had himself a day yesterday. He really did. Good Lord. Almost 88% completion percentage, the highest in a game in NFL history with at least 40 passing attempts. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he set another record. Yeah. He also had 20 straight completions, the longest streak of his career. That's right. And then after the game, you actually had Andy Reid stumping for his guy. Pat had another great day, and I mean, you know, if he if he's not the MVP, I'm not sure who is the MVP. He, I mean, he's phenomenal. So, um, love having him on our team.
0: That's outside of Andy Reid. Yeah, he never does anything like that, right? You never hear Andy like That's, say, "This he's, is the MVP." Outright yeah. campaigning for Patrick Mahomes being the MVP. Right that. Absolutely, man. I, I think it's fantastic to hear Andy Reid say it and, and much needed after yesterday's performance because I think people are going to look at the final score of that game and go, oh, okay, the Chiefs escaped in overtime. Whew, they're not going to realize how good Patrick Mahomes was. One of the greatest days of his career yesterday. Two touchdowns. You know, you had 20 straight completions. You mentioned 88% completion percentage. 20 straight completions. Did I say that? 20, 20. straight completions. Do you know how hard it is to do that? The other MVP candidate yesterday, Jalen Hurts, his team barely beat Chicago, and I believe he 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 had a couple of interceptions in that game yesterday. So if you're looking at the MVP race right now, I think Patrick Mahomes has taken the lead in the MVP race over Jalen Hurts. It swings swings back. It It probably should swing back based on yesterday's performance alone. Patrick Mahomes is still the MVP of this league. And, and, you know, you you always say, put Patrick Mahomes on any other team, what's going to happen? He's going to elevate the other guys around him, just like he's done here in Kansas city. He won a game yesterday where Jarek McKinnon was a major factor. I mean, that's just no, no offense to Jarek McKinnon, but he's not a household NFL name. He's not, but he should be right. And I think he's probably going to get more love this week than ever before. But I think he's a guy right now that I look at Patrick Mahomes and say, yeah, MVP of the NFL, and it's not even close. What he did yesterday, he carried his team. He willed his team to a victory just like he did. Who did he beat a couple of weeks ago where it was all Patrick Mahomes that willed his team to victory? Do you happen to have the schedule out in front of you, Josh, where we're like, God, thank God for Patrick Mahomes playing the way that he did. Otherwise, they wouldn't have won that game. I'm trying to think of which one it was where he was just brilliant, where he just, like, took the game over, had, like, 56 passing attempts or whatever. Earlier in the year, you're the sideline guy. Well, I don't know which game you're referencing.
1: I don't. I don't know. I can't completely read your mind. Where he was the absolute difference. I mean, there's usually a bunch of those.
0: Yeah, but there was a game where he had like 56 attempts or something, and they just kept it in his hand. I thought the ti- I thought the Titans game. Maybe it was the Titans to game. Maybe that's the like one. it Was the yeah.
1: story was going to be their defensive line, right? And Patrick that's what it was. The Titans and game. Patrick erased it because yeah. he was. Phenomenal. Yeah, he was evading everybody. That's probably the one you're. Yeah, thinking that's of, yeah. the one I'm thinking okay. of. The Titans yeah. game. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I mean, this this guy single handedly has willed his team, like literally willed his team to two victories, and we saw it again yesterday. There's nobody better in the league. What about aggressiveness yesterday, or maybe lack thereof? Uh, we need more aggressiveness. Andy Reid's not aggressive. I said it last week, and I'm still going to continue to say it. Andy Reid still needs to be more aggressive. Settling for that field goal right before overtime on that last drive, when you settle for a field goal and play prevent offense, you get what you get. What'd you get? You got a missed field goal. You can't, especially now, with wh- whether it's the holder or whether it's Butker, you cannot settle for three. If you're trying to put together a drive and end a game, you've got to go for seven right now. I don't think Butker's performance or uh, the holders performance, Tommy Townsend. I don't think right now that gives you the opportunity to be able to be conservative on offense and say, let's just get into field goal range. A couple years ago, yeah, you just get in the field goal range and Butker give you the opportunity to win that game if you needed him to do that. He's not a reliable kicker anymore, whether it's on the holder or on the kicker. The kicking game, the PAT game, the field goal game is not a reliable part of this game anymore. Andy Reid needs to understand that and realize that, hey, you know what? I don't have a reliable kicking game right now. I can't play that prevent offense. I've got to be aggressive. And with, with five minutes to go, I would have liked to see him be more aggressive and go out there and get that touchdown pass as opposed to having to settle for a 51-yard field goal attempt that you just kind of felt was going to be missed at that point.
1: Now, that. I I, now I will say they ran some stuff that has worked that didn't. You want him to run the football? They tried to run the football. Jerk McKinney got minus three. Right. You love the screenplay when it works. It didn't Zero. work. It
0: didn't work. Yeah. It
1: didn't work that one time. Like, yeah. Um, I know there was kind of some groaning when they threw the screen and minus one loss to then set up the field goal. Right. And I thought, well, if that works, we're like, oh, man, perfect time to call a screen. Plus, they're really good at screens. Mm-hmm. The other team beat them on that one. Right. Like, what did you want? And I, I, And you're not going fourth
0: and 12. So. Yeah, You know, you're not, you know I'm, I mean? I'm not asking for you to go for so, it at that I think point. If they in time, get, if, no. they get a,
1: if they get their typical screenplay, maybe you set up with a fourth and short and you're able to go for maybe, it. Maybe, maybe. Um, I just thought that, well, the the defense kind of won a few of those plays in that, that four down to get to the, to the field goal aspect of things. But if you break a, if you break a screenplay, which everybody loves, mm-hmm. it's awesome when they, when they run it and it works, I don't know. Maybe I don't have a complaint yeah, about having to take a 51-yard field goal. To to
0: to me, it's it's he's not going to get the benefit of the doubt on this one. I thought he, there were he's times just not.
1: I thought there were times again yesterday. They ran
0: what 38. Yeah.
1: There are times yesterday, they didn't run enough didn't run, Well,
0: At the beginning of the game, the first 10 plays, they had one run like, against the worst rushing defense in the and, NFL. And, right? and the tackles were having a good good start to the
1: game. Right. You know, and yeah. we've, we've kind of looked at those tackles a little side-eyed at times. Yeah. They were having a good start to the game. They were getting good push. I might have run the football a little yeah. more earlier it, in the you game. Know,
0: but, but for me, it, it's not just yesterday. It's a culmination. Like, Andy Reid's got 20 years of not being that aggressive and not going for it when he really – I mean, look at last week. You're up 27 yeah. nothing. Finish the game, right? Don't don't let these teams hang around. It's the one thing that Andy Reid needs to get better at. He needs to be more aggressive, and he needs to go for that kill shot. Derek Johnson, all-time Chiefs great linebacker, of course. He joins us for his weekly visit
1: next.
3: Fesco in the Morning, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Four-time Pro Bowler. With the
0: 15th selection in the 2005 NFL Draft, the Kansas City Chiefs select Derek Johnson, linebacker from Texas. Derek Johnson's got it. He's
2: sacked at the 41. Two-time All-Pro. Breeze out of the shotgun. In trouble, and it's gonna be sacked back at the 22. Derek Johnson on a linebacker blitz. And the Chiefs' leading tackler. Green pass. Boom. Johnson, it's time to check in with our forever linebacker, Derek Johnson. My time is lit up, Derek Johnson. That time had all Lynch wanted. It is time to
1: chat with DJ. Brought to you by Community America Credit Union. Believe in the unbelievable at communityamerica.com and the Sheet Metal Workers Local Union. Number two, we know how much ownership you take in this team. DJ, congratulations on seven straight AFC West championships. Let's go.
3: Man, that's, that, that, that's the biggest uh, um, um, takeaway from this weekend, I would say, just being able to fill up seven straight um, AFC West <laughs> division championship. That's just uh, every year, uh, that's like the goal. Uh, every year, that's just, of course, uh, uh, as being a chief, you, you want to, you know win the super Bowl uh, that's the ultimate goal, but there's some little many victories that you have uh, um, set up before the season starts and uh, uh winning the division is it's one of the first ones uh, if if you can do that uh, you give yourself a chance to just uh, um, you know win it all at the end of the day and uh Andy Reid has been, I mean, just impressive job each year, seven straight years to win um, um, the division, uh, which is hard to do, especially when you got a, you know, you got a target on your back. You got, you know, you're, everybody's gunning for you uh, being the, uh, being the top team in the division. And he just comes out on top each year. Uh, that's, That's just alone something to really, Really, really
0: celebrate. All right. Talk about to us, DJ, how hard it is to win a game in the NFL, because I know we're spoiled. We really are. In, in a game like that against Houston, we want a 35 nothing blowout. We want them to go 17-0. You look around the rest of the league. Dallas lost yesterday. The Eagles barely held on and, and won a game. From a guy who played in this league, how difficult is it to get wins in this league?
3: Well, uh, after the season, after it's all said and done, uh, you look back and, and and you and you just count the wins. You count the wins. Uh, it's not it's not it's not how you get it. Uh, it's it's uh um it's one of those things where uh, it makes us feel better as Chiefs fans, right? Where we you know because I'm a, we're, we're, I'm a fan with with everyone now and and it makes us feel better when it's, you know, 28, 30 to 10. So we're like, all right, cool. We, you know, we, we, we dominated. We easily dominated, but mm-hmm. that's just not the case. Um, they're uh, it's, guys are too good, man. Um, this, uh, this is the NFL. So you have really, really good players on teams that don't have a really good record. And you saw out there today, uh, you saw out there yesterday. And man, that's a, a, a team where they have some players where you say, oh, that's, uh, that that play is pretty good, you know, and uh, yeah, of course you want us to win uh, every single play and just every single situation, but that's not the case. It is what it is. Uh, we have to be uh, um, um, uh, be thankful that we came out with the uh, with the win, and we can obviously get better in a few places. I mean, uh, penalties was way up. That that just kind of kept them around, and just it just you know gave them life and. Uh, when you do that uh, with a team at home uh, who's struggling every single game, and uh, they, they've been through, through a lot of – Houston's been through a lot of uh, different, um, um, I guess, uh, player changes and different stuff on the field, and uh, they've been in a lot of close games. So they are obviously know how to play in close games, but, but they don't know how to finish them. We do, and uh thank God for uh, <laughs> Frank Clark and uh, – uh, just his uh, uh, heads-up play, quick decision-making
1: in the moment, certainly. But I talked to Willie Gay after the game, and he said that's that's that team played us the toughest of anybody all season long. And he said we take people's best shot, but he gave a lot of credit to Houston. Can that be a thing? Where I mean, Houston maybe the last two weeks has, in losses may have played their hardest football. Absolutely, absolutely.
3: I, I've, unfortunately, I've been on teams like that <laughs> where uh, you know we're not very good, and and we just. Uh every time a team come in, we're looking at chops saying, Hey guys, we can't make to the playoffs. We can't do anything. All we can do is freaking put good film on and uh Houston is trying to do that. So has talked to him, has talked to Lovey and what he has going on. But uh it's hard. It's freaking hard to, to win in the league. And uh we've been doing it for a while and uh we are spawned. That's a that's a good problem. That's a good problem to have. Uh but I tell you what. Um, we we definitely can cut down. Just you know, things happen in the game where you say, man, this you know somebody fumbles here. Or, you know this happens, or, 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 or Pat misses a misses a throw that he usually doesn't miss. But certain things happen all the time, but uh, when, when you get a chance to uh, um, to get a win on the road, you just gotta cherish it, man. And uh, my hats off to the guys. I just wanted to stay healthy, you know, stay healthy, get healthy, because you know playoff is coming. You know, I'm not playing now, so I can I can talk. I can talk ahead, yep. but uh, I just want them to stay healthy going down the stretch.
0: Well, and, and that was the number one goal on my my list on Friday of like things you want to see in the last four games. Number one was to stay healthy. You and X they did that. that. Yeah, you <laughs> came out that. of that game yesterday. You stayed healthy. But also you showed a, a little bit, saved the, the, the fumble by Pacheco. This team has the ability to run the football. And I think showing that yesterday and having Pat's great performance yesterday shows you what kind of well-balanced offense this can be when they – got their minds right right i mean the running the football yesterday was huge for them
3: yeah absolutely i i love when we run the ball i love when we run the ball and not that we take uh, things out of pat's hand i i i know pat superman i i, I know he is we all know that but uh I, I don't we don't need him to throw out the cape every single player every single situation or every single game and i just uh and by the way pat had a Heck of a game. Still, I'm sure he so, so, certain throws or certain situations he he wish, he wish he had back. But just decision making on on him when they blitz him, uh, him getting the ball out of his hand to McKinnon, and just just uh, McKinnon's a heck of a player. So many guys I can I can I, I can uh, celebrate today. But uh, man, just getting the win and being able to uh, just stay poised, knowing that all right, guys, it's not here. We go again. You know, we, we're, a, we're 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 really good football team. So we don't have that mindset. We have that mindset. Hey guys, let's finish it. Let's figure it out. You know, that's the that's the skill that we have that we've been doing just about better than any uh, player. I mean, any team in the league is figuring out, figuring out things happen in the game all the time that, that you don't expect. But uh, the Chiefs find a way to win, and uh, it, it's it, We're you know we're trying to get that top spot, which we still can. We just we have to keep winning to keep winning
1: they're continuing to defy the odds when it comes to uh giveaway takeaway now minus six on the season um how do they i guess erase that and flip that and now for the remainder of the season be a team that turns people over and doesn't turn it over
3: yeah that that that's a stat that uh, um, um it, it, it's pretty cool to um to go against that math but you don't want to be on that you don't want to be on that side of it uh, um, um when you go into the game you want to take the ball away more than they take the ball away. And if you know that before the game, you're saying, okay, they're going to win the turnover battle, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be hard to win. And we've still been winning. So, it's uh, – I I don't like that stat. Uh, That's not a good stat to, um, to, you know, uh, consistently come up with uh, losing the turnover battle. Uh, Obviously, we have some really good players, so we can – we we can we can bend that a little bit, but uh, um, we should get better in that area. I know Andy is big on um, um, protecting the ball. And, and and I know Spacks. Just you know, we, we got to get the ball. The way his defense is set up, uh, we're trying to uh, we're trying we're trying to we're trying to get as many turnovers as possible and uh, uh, affect the quarterback. So, man, uh, I'm still. I mean, nothing. It's not. A, it's, it's raining in Texas now, <laughs> uh, probably because the Chiefs came and and uh, got a dub and left. So uh, it's raining in Texas, but I'm still happy, man. I'm still I'm still uh, um, hopeful that I, that I beloved Chiefs. Uh, hopefully get that number one spot. I was actually at the game, uh, um, which is uh, sometimes it's harder to watch it because you got, you know, different people talking and you're talking about stories and stuff. And I'm like, man, I just, hold on guys. Let me just watch the game. <laughs> <laughs> you, couldn't re- you couldn't rewind anything either. <laughs> right. No, but it's it always good to see. I mean, I, I, I got a chance to uh, uh, meet Willie Gay, of course, uh, um, social media here and there, but uh, being able to shake his hand and talk to him real quick before the, before the game was always awesome. Now, did you
0: have to tell him to Google you or did he know who you were?
3: No, no, no. Uh uh one of the there's uh, so many coaches come by and they shake my hand and uh Barry Rubin and just certain guys, uh, uh strength and conditioning people that were out there on the pregame. Uh they, they went up and, you know, pointed me out. He already knew of course I'm a little smaller now, so I look <laughs> like a a receiver, but uh uh but uh he came over man, just you talk about a humble kid and just I just told him uh, I just I love the way he plays the game. And uh, how much potential he has, and I told him to uh, stay prayed up and just to, just keep balling. And he's just, you know, he's just kind of a young kid, man. He just, uh, I, I love the energy energy that he has. And uh, I, I didn't get a chance to to talk to Nick. He was he had his earphones on. And he he looked a little bigger than me, so I didn't want to. I do not want to. I didn't want. I didn't want to <laughs> uh, 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 bother him. <laughs>
0: so DJ, a lot of penalties yesterday. I mean, ten again. This is a Carl Cheffer's issue now with this organization why does this guy have it out for the Chiefs?
3: You know what? Um, I, I, I'm not sure, but uh, uh, it's uh, – when you're the top team, you, you know, you're going to have some um, some penalties go your way that that, that you would think that will go your way in a, in a good way. But uh, lately, some things have been happening that, that, that have been going our way and haven't been helping us at all. But um, we can help ourselves, too, when it comes to penalties and being able to put ourselves in better situations – uh, when it comes to uh, uh, not letting a referee uh, help mm-hmm. with the game, at the end of the game, at the end of the day,
0: yeah, don't turn the ball over, and you know you're probably running away from this game, and maybe it's a Chad Henney type of game where we get to see him at the end instead of having to go to overtime to win this game. I've never been a blame the ref guy, but this guy, this Cheffer's guy, has been causing issues in Kansas City since that playoff game where y'all didn't let Pittsburgh score a touchdown and they still won the game because of that phantom holding penalty. I mean, like this guy has just been a thorn in the side of this city for a good five, six, seven, eight years now.
3: Yeah, and I'm sure uh, 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 the, the media uh, reminds him, and uh, he rem- <laughs> he remembers it. Uh, but, yeah, at the end of the day, man, I, I, uh, being a player, we try to stay a Far as away from referees as possible because we our game is so hard and what we do on the field is so hard and being able to uh, 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 calculate uh, the 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 referee and being able to have you know have say on what he not we, as players we play the game and uh, hopefully you know uh, we trust the referees to get it right and they don't all the time uh, uh, you know it, hence the uh, my what, uh, what Jeff just trip uh, triplet. Uh, Yep and I see I can't even talk right now cuz I'm getting uh flashbacks <laughs> from uh Tennessee <laughs> playoff game with the uh with the forward progress, but anyways, uh, they do get it wrong. They're human. Uh, sometimes uh, they get it wrong with the wrong team. Consistently, it's you know, it's a, it's a problem. But uh, hopefully, we won't. It won't come down to that these next few games.
1: I think what you meant to say is sometimes you get some bad calls, and hopefully, that referee retires. That's right. I think it's what you. Yeah. All you can hope for is they retire after your game, or they retire that yeah, referee yeah, for yeah. you. Yes, that's, that's probably that's probably it. <laughs> DJ, thanks again. Uh, I guess now because of the schedule. We'll talk to you like in two weeks. Yeah, we'll we'll talk to you, uh, you know, start a playoff time, yeah, I guess. That's, so I happy, guess at the end of the regular season. Happy holidays to you and your family. And as always, thanks for uh, dropping by every week. Hey, thank y'all so much. That's uh, Derek Johnson at the game yesterday. Yeah. Uh, for uh, I'm sorry I didn't get to see him on the field. That would have, have been good. He's yeah. down on the field. Uh, all of Chiefs Kingdom, I think, was on the field before the game, by the way. We'll oh, get to, we'll, yeah. I'll get to a little more of that coming up at eight. Okay. Views from the sidelines, but um, one they took over the building, mm-hmm. and two, I think everybody was on the field before they everybody it was, had a field test. It, unbelie- it was unbelievable. It, it was it was unbelievable. I'm not sure there was a Texan in sight um, on, on Sunday. It was pretty pretty great. With uh, every great comeback, uh, well, there's also a great meltdown. We'll get to that next.
3: FESCO in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> You by Santa Fe Auto Sound, your home for car audio since 1967. On 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app.
2: I remember when I remember I remember when I lost my mind. There was something so about that your emotions had an echo so much space.
1: Raise your hand if you like Saturday NFL. It was great having Saturday NFL, even though we got a little bit shortchanged. Well, one, Miami didn't help, but they had a much better chance once they took all the snow off the field. I thought
0: there there was no snow up there, not on the field. They took it all off. Yeah. What a lie. I mean, the NFL network, people were acting like it was the Arctic circle out there in Buffalo. It was like 40 degrees. It wasn't like they totally swung and missed on that forecast. They took all the well, they, they got all the snow off the field.
1: And it looked like a regular game. And I'm yeah. like, oh, man, you just gave the Dolphins a chance. You did. You did. You gave them <laughs> a big-time chance. You gave them a yeah. puncher's chance. And then it finally did snow in the fourth quarter, and it was snow and It looked like it should have looked like the entire game. Right.
0: But the NFL Network wanted that thing to be a snowmageddon so bad. like they, they Steve Smith was wearing goggles. And it was like, it's 40 degrees, and it's not snowing. Yeah. What are you doing yeah. with your goggles yeah. on? Yeah. So we got
1: we got kind of shortchanged on that one. And then I plus, thought so. We got we screwed. We, you know, didn't quite get enough Dolphins help. Hate watching that game. I can't root for that.
0: I just can't. I can't root for anything Tyreek Hill does. I'm just not going to root for him. I, I don't care that they lost the football game. The hell with I was, them, man. I,
1: I was I was conflicted, but I was yeah. I was a Dolphin fan for the night. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, that one was no help. Then earlier in the day though, that 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 Colts Vikings game. Oh, you're what? not going to
0: talk about the Browns and the Ravens? No, because no, that one almost gonna... brought
1: the momentum to a screeching halt. It really did, yeah. Because you had that first game that was just incredibly wild. Yep. And then you had the anticipated game and and, and then you had the one in the
0: middle. The one in the middle. The one in the middle. That's kind of when you went grocery shopping. That was boring. Yeah, it was really, really boring. Browns and Ravens. Uh, But Mm.
1: the Colts jumping out to, uh, you know, an insurmountable lead. (laughs) (sighs) And then witnessing the greatest comeback in NFL history. And to have Paul Allen of the Vikings Radio Network, who uh, really wears emotions well, <laughs> good or bad, uh, leading the comeback.
2: In the zone, 36-yard line, back to pass, green left to Dalvin, turns it up outside the numbers of the 40, gets to the 50, and is lost! Dalvin, 20 to the left, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Oh! Dalvin Cook, yes, yes, a 64-yard touchdown! <laughs> Snap, takes a handoff. Looks left. Looks center. Yes! It is DJ Hawkinson for the two! And we're tied at 36. Snap spot. Joseph, right footed kick. It is!
1: unreal right unbelievable unbelievable 33 down, (laughs) come back for the
0: win. Yeah, 33 down. Matt Ryan, again, quarterbacking one of the worst defeats in the history of the NFL. And I say one of the worst defeats. That was the worst loss in the history of the National Football League. And there's nobody that can debate that because no team in the history of this league has come back from 30 down and won a football game like that. It's never happened before. It's the largest comeback in the history of the NFL.
1: Frank Reich orchestrated the greatest comeback, remember? Right, exactly. And then Frank Reich, of course, fired by the Colts. Right, and then the Colts had the biggest choke
0: yes. of all time. Yeah. Matt Ryan now, obviously the 28 to three one and the 33 to seven one or the 33, nothing one, whatever, however you want to score this one, Matt Ryan was the quarterback on both of those teams. Like you got to talk about a guy who just may need to find something else to do because quarterback in the NFL has probably passed him by like Matt Ryan needs. to oh, go, I don't know. Right? Get a stop or get a stop. Fe- but even still, he's the quarterback for both of those games. He's I the know quarterback he, for both. He wears of those it games. unfairly. Yeah. He, well, yeah, he does. Yeah. Like, get a stop. Yeah. I mean, that, if you're up 33 to seven going into the fourth quarter, how do you lose that stop. game? I mean, it's unfreaking believable, man. Like, a- a- amazing. Just, a, just an amazing game. Like, I, I have a friend of mine. His name is Jim. He's a Viking fan. We call him Viking Jim. See how that works appropriate, right? Yeah, yeah, Very yeah. apropos, right? He calls me on Saturday. Like, he's one of those friends that we text a lot, and if you call, like, what's wrong? You know, one of those type of deals. He calls me on Saturday, and and I'm, I'm talking to him, and he's like, I don't even know what to say. He goes, as a Vikings fan, I'm used to losing these type of games. Like, this never happens. The the disbelief that he and I'm sure every other Viking fan had on Saturday <laughs> afternoon was just unreal and I think we were all there because you know Saturday afternoon you got some things that are that are going on you're doing some moving you're doing some shaking you got errands and things and before I sat down to really watch that game it was already 17 nothing and I'm like good lord it's already 17 nothing well this one's got blowout written all over it and you keep it on you pour another cocktail and all of a sudden you're like oh my god we got ourselves a, a situation brewing up in Minneapolis and then here we go. The Vikings win that football game. I, we've never seen like when you literally say, "I've never seen anything like it." You go, "Eh, we've never seen anything like this." It was the best comeback, the largest comeback, the most unbelievable comeback in NFL history.
1: I mean, and and to the Vikings' credit, I mean, they're they still have something to play for, but they're a lot in life's kind of determined. They're still battling for number one, yeah, yeah. See, yeah. all those things that matter, but but down thirty-three, you'd be like, "Nah, we'll live to fight another day." Like. In the grand scheme of things, do I really, do we really need this game? Right. You know, they could have just folded mm-hmm. and been like, okay, we'll just play this one out. We'll get them next week. We got double digit wins. We're fine. This wasn't our day. And they came back and won that game. You know yeah, what I mean?
0: Yeah. Like oh, they yeah. Didn't, the Vikings never win games like that. They lose games yeah. like that
1: there. And yeah, the franchise, the fans they are used to, you know, getting their teeth, teeth kicked in, in yeah. all the
0: time. Yeah. We, we
1: played the, the Paul Allen miss field goal, you know, field goals over the years of yeah. uh, Viking fans that are just terrific. Uh, I thought they could have very well just said that nah, not our day, whatever, right. and,
0: and move on. But yeah. they didn't. They kept fighting. They kept fighting. They kept fighting. I mean, you you got to give Jerry Burns a lot of credit for leading that team, man. I'll tell you what, man. No other coach gets it out of him like Jerry does up there.
2: Yeah. Especially after the referees wiped off two defensive touchdowns. Yeah, there, that yeah, was another yeah, game yeah, where they, the officiating yeah, was yep. atrocious on a national stage. It,
0: it really was. It was, it was pretty bad from the text line from the eight one six. How can you all not think the NFL is fixed? At least a little bit. Must be a new listener to the show. I've been Bob telling you, you for about 10 for years. years. Yeah. been telling you for 10 years, this league is scripted. Like yeah. a- after yesterday, after the giants win, especially last night, how, how you don't believe and you don't understand that the NFL has got their hand in this thing. I don't know what to tell you. you you think the NFL wants the commodes in the playoffs this year when he's trying to sell the team they're trying to devalue that franchise as much as possible they want this guy out so yeah. he can walk away with as less money as possible that's why you have those calls like that at the end of the Giants Redskin game I mean I mean I've been saying this for a decade yeah there's a script they follow
1: Bob's got the tinfoil hide in this one you're you're you'll have to you can exclusively
0: chat with him about it anytime he'll he'll give it to you I mean, it, I'll, I'll talk about that all day. I mean, like I said, you. I've been telling you for a decade now. Now, all of a sudden, like everybody's like, I think the NFL is is, is scripted. And there's, you think? And then you have, well, one, the AFC West. Everybody I mean, Carl went, Sheffers is prime example of how this league well, is he scripted.
1: Can't, he can't even get the outcome completely. He's done. trying his damnedest. He did, he did try his darnest, but he couldn't somehow find a holding flag on the last play. Surprise! 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 surprise, Right?
0: Anybody else shocked there wasn't a penalty on that one? Flag? Yeah,
1: yeah, didn't didn't actually happen. Uh, So the AFC West, one you get the Broncos like win going away. They they're they're super happy. Um, The Chargers just continue to reverse charger. Somehow they just find a way to win games now, and they're still in the playoff mix. They're actually in the postseason as the six right now.
0: Yeah, I, they, went old, fr- they went from a team that was out. out to a team that now has an 80% chance of making and to the playoffs, according the, to Karen the Karen Kornacki. Crazy. And then, heck, even the Raiders
1: won. I mean, it took the most boneheaded play in NFL history. But I mean, Mac Jones hands it off on a draw to Ramondre Stevenson, breaks out of a tackle at the 50, has the 45, breaks away from another tackle, pitches it backwards, and now Jacoby Myers spinning around. He throws it.
2: To Chandler Jones of midfield, and step forward! Chandler Jones racing towards the end zone. It scores, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. I can't believe what I just saw. Again. I can't believe what I just saw. This is unbelievable, <laughs> wow. On the first night of Hanukkah, it's a miracle in Las Vegas.
0: I don't think it's wrong by saying that is the worst play in NFL history. It's pretty
2: bad. Now, on a third and 10, three seconds left. Jones will give it to Stevenson. He started right. He runs it up the middle, hit by Chandler. Jones slips the hit across the 45 with a stiff arm off a tackle at the 40. He lost the football. And Jacoby Myers picks it up. He circles back and he throws it across the field. Oh my Jones God. is picked up by Chandler Jones. He breaks away to the 30. He runs to the 20. He runs to the 10. He runs to the end zone. Tonight. This might be one of the dumbest teams I've ever seen. <laughs> and a victory for Las Vegas.
1: So the uh, the Raiders call, then the Patriots call, and Scott Zolak saying, this may be the dumbest team I've ever seen.
0: Can you play that Patriots one again? Because you can hear when the announcer realizes, oh, we're screwed.
2: Now on a third and 10, three seconds left. Jones will give it to Stevenson. He started right. He runs it up the middle, hit by Chandler. Jones slips and they hit across the 45 with a stiff arm. Off a tackle at the 40. He lost the football. And Jacoby Myers picks it up. He circles back and he throws it across the field. Oh my, Jones. God. It is right a there. oh, my Jones. God. He picked up the Chandler Jones. He breaks away to the 30. He runs to the 20. He runs to the 10. He runs to the end zone. Unreal. Touchdown, on. Raiders. Good night. This might be one of the dumbest teams I've ever seen. <laughs> Yikes.
1: <laughs> uh, well, Scott Zolak, not being wrong, better be careful today. I would think. I don't know. Maybe Bill Belichick would agree with him. I don't know.
0: After the game, Bill Belichick had this to say: "We're on the Cincinnati. Yeah, they got the yeah. Bengals this yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're on the Cincinnati. Yeah, that was uh, that's
1: not how we coach him. Sorry. We're getting ready for Cincinnati."
0: I don't It could, thinking. like, uh, there's nothing better the in sports away. to me. Than watching Bill Belichick lose a game and then him run on the field to try to act like he wants to talk to the other coach, like go back to the two Super Bowls he lost to the Giants and the one that he lost to the Eagles. I think the Eagle Super Bowl, he ran off the field before the game was over, if I'm not mistaken, and then had to come back out. Or was that Tom Brady? Either way, like watching Bill Belichick after a loss like that is just epic. Glorious. Oh, my God.
1: Go shake Josh McDaniel's hand.
0: He tried to give Josh McDaniels a hug, and McDaniel was talking to somebody else. And I mean, it, it, he I had to wait for McDaniel. 2 and 0 against Belichick, too. Is that right? Well, that's about all
1: he's done well. I know. We're to Cincinnati.
0: I mean, can you believe that he's ending? I mean, I've never seen anything like that. Again, the worst play in the history of the NFL. Unbelievable. Really bad. Really? Like, uh, how really
1: stupid bad. are you? Really, really bad.
0: Like, right? You got to be dumb, right? Like, it, it's a tie game, it's going to overtime. Just sit down. Yeah. Just go, go to overtime. Take your chances in overtime. This guy's throwing the ball all over the yard. There's Chandler Jones. Hey, I'll take this up. The off. And stiff then just, arm the on Mac Jones is so good. To, to, to Matt Ryan 2.0 is just glorious. Gross. Gross. But There's also, still a
2: chalk outline on the field yeah, for that.
0: <laughs> also, after the game, Belichick says, we got to throw the ball better. Like, that's not a good relationship up there right now in New England. Mac Jones doesn't care. He's like petulant child. Like, I don't care who this guy is. I'm 23 years old. I know everything. I I'm going to tell this coach off. I think you should kiss the ring. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think Mac Sports Jones is be Radio. looking for
1: a new place of employment. KCSP, Kansas City, WDF, HD2 Liberty, and Odyssey Station.